When I lived in Lubbock, Texas in the year 2001, between then and approximately 2019, for a few years I played duplicate bridge at the Bridge Center in Lubbock. Almost everyone at the Bridge Center professed to be a Christian and attended some church. And I found that the first thing that person would do when I met them and they talked about their church was they told you they were Baptist, they were Methodist, they were Catholic, they were Church of Christ. Told you what church they attended. I never heard anyone at the Bridge Center speak of God, but I did. I often told them what God had done in my life, what God had shown me. And when I spoke to them individually like that, or maybe in a small group, they just stared at me blankly. I, maybe one or two was excited, but as a whole, they weren't excited at all when I talked about what God had done. But then when they would talk about going to their church and having communion, which they call crackers and grape juice. Oh, I had communion today, one woman would say, and she was so starry-eyed. The Lord's Supper is not crackers and grape juice, it's the Word of God. It's partaking of the Word of God. Do you do the Scripture? It has nothing to do with crackers and grape juice. That was set up by fleshly men and it spread like wildfire from one church to the other. Jesus hints at it and Paul hints at it. When Paul spoke in 1 Corinthians 11, he talked about the blood of the New Testament. And he said, examine yourself. You have to examine yourself. If you partake of the Lord's Supper unworthily, you eat and drink yourself to damnation. That is in 1 Corinthians 11. As a little child, when I would visit my aunt, she went Church of Christ. They served crackers and grape juice at every service on Sunday mornings. And they would pass that tray around and I would watch them. And apparently I'd been told that I couldn't partake of this crackers and grape juice, that only if you belong to Church of Christ. And I was about four or five years old at the time. And I would watch my aunt, and she would be very, very somber. And she would break off a little piece of cracker and be so sad-looking and somber. And then she would drink the grape juice. I didn't know what it meant. But as I grew older and heard their doctrine and read 1 Corinthians 11, it looks like it means crackers and grape juice. But after I was born again, God showed me it's not crackers and grape juice. You can't examine yourself by crackers and grape juice. That has no meaning. Paul said, examine yourself to see if you're worthy to partake. You must eat and drink it in a proper manner. What is a proper manner to eat crackers and grape juice? What is a proper manner on that? 
How do you know you're drinking it in a proper way? Well, what Paul is really saying is, you eat and drink the Lord's Supper doing the Word of God. And that's the proper way to handle the Scriptures. And the Lord's Supper has nothing to do with crackers and grape juice at all. The Lord's Supper is the Word of God. It is the New Testament Bible. It's the scriptures in the Old Testament that pertain today to the New Testament. And the Word of God is that Word that God speaks to us directly from heaven. For it is the Holy Spirit speaking truth to us. In 2018, I was injured at my house by falling in the hallway. As the ambulance worker rolled me past the front door of the house, I heard a word from God. He said to me, You'll never see this house again. I put my house up for sale while I was in the hospital. One of our church members said to me, I don't see how you can do this. And I said, but I've heard from God that I would never see this house again. She obviously had some kind of unbelief in her. But if you hear a word from God, you recognize the voice of God. Jesus said in John 10, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And they won't follow another voice. They won't follow the voice of strangers, for they don't know that person speaking to them, that devil speaking to them. It terrifies them. They're frightened, but they know Jesus' voice. How do you know Jesus' voice? When you hear from God, what do you have? The word that God brings you by the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Now, if you're sinning, of course, the Holy Spirit is going to convict you of your sin, and that will trouble you. But the devil wants to lead you by fear. You must do this, and you must do it now. That's more the voice of devils. The voice of God, love, joy, peace. I'll give you an example of the voice of God. This happened to me in 2020, the year 2020. I had a 25-year-old car, and I was looking at the front seat of that car, and I was considering having new upholstery put on the front seat of the car. And I heard, or you could just buy a new car. It was exactly that tone of voice. Or you could just buy a new car. I just stopped like a thunderbolt hit me. I'd never considered buying a new car. And yet I'd sold my house in Texas. I got over 300000 for the house in Texas. That's not a lot of money by today's standards, but it was certainly enough for me. And so after I heard that, I realized that was right. I could buy a new car immediately and pay cash for it because I had the money from the sale of the house in the bank. And God was showing me a better way to go. And that night, God even gave me a dream that I bought a new car. 
So I had all types of confirmation on that subject. Now that's the voice of God. I have found that usually the voice of God is love, joy, peace, brings me love, joy, peace, causes me to rejoice in the word of God. But I'm of God and have the spirit of God and I'm a servant of God and not trying to serve sin. I'm trying to avoid sin by controlling it by the word of God. So the word of God is a delight to me, not a burden. It keeps me from sinning. The people of the world want freedom to sin. The people of God want freedom from sin. So we have the New Testament Bible to give us freedom from sin when we choose to go that direction. So you meet a person and that person says, I'm Catholic. Does that bring unity or division? Well, if you're another Catholic, probably unity. But if you happen to be a Baptist, you're instantly divided. It divides the body of Christ instantly. And contrary, if you say, I'm Baptist, and that person's a Catholic, you instantly divide the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10 through 17. Paul says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same spirit. There is only one church, there's only one spirit, the Holy Spirit, there's only one God and one Father and one Jesus Christ. So we should be one spirit, but we're not because the devil planted some and they don't have the spirit of God in them and they were not called by God and they don't belong to God. Thus, we have the division in the churches and all the denominations where one teaches one thing, another teaches another thing. But we who are of God go by the New Testament Bible. And we who belong to God have the Spirit of God, and we will flee from those churches who teach something opposite from the New Testament Bible. Because that is Antichrist. That is the end time apostasy, which comes at the end of this world. And it gets worse and worse and worse, where churches fall away from Scripture and set up other doctrines to please people. And that's where we are right now. So one says I'm Baptist, another says I'm Methodist, another says I'm Church of Christ, another says I'm Catholic. What should we say? What are we? Christians. We belong to Christ. We should not divide the body of Christ by preaching our churches. One day at the Bridge Center, a woman who quickly identified herself as being Presbyterian said, oh, we had such a wonderful sermon Sunday. It was just so wonderful. And then she said, 
I couldn't understand a thing the preacher was saying. It was so scholarly. My mouth fell open. I didn't say a word. Some people think that's of God. There are some churches where they don't even speak English. I think some of the Catholic churches still preach in Latin. I've never been to a Catholic church, but I've heard that. If you belong to God, you are a Christian. Avoid preaching your church. That brings division to the body of Christ. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 11, For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, that by them which are of the house of Chloe, because you see churches met in houses in those days, those which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? And Paul strongly reprimands the church in 1 Corinthians 1 for dividing the church by saying that they follow Paul or they follow Apollos or they follow Peter. We follow the doctrine of the New Testament when we are Christians. And if there is a doctrine opposite to the doctrine of the New Testament, that is Antichrist. That's the Antichrist. That's the apostasy. That's the end-time apostasy. So let us stop dividing the body of Christ by preaching a church. The church doesn't save you. The preacher doesn't save you. Jesus Christ, the word of God, saves us. So speak the word of God or share the word of God given you by God. But don't preach your church or any church. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.